0: The following episode contains spoilers for the 2012 movie American Marrier. You have been warned. to another episode of the Horror Vision Horror Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm
1: Anthony. And I'm Ray.
0: And it is February. It's Women in Horror Month. And we uh, just watched American Mary 2012. The Soska Sisters. Catherine Isabel. Uh, very good movie. For So the original idea behind this rewatch was actually... We were thinking of doing a segment called Does It Hold Up? Anthony and I had seen this before. Um, Ray and Chris, who couldn't be with us tonight, uh, but will be with us next time, they had not seen it, so it was going to be a kind of back and forth between two people who hadn't seen it in a while but had seen it before and two people who had not seen it. That kind of crumbled, but what we we end up dovetailing with the women in horror, so that, that works. Um, just turn the movie off. So tell me Ray as the person in the room that had not seen it before, what was what's your reaction to this movie?
1: Uh, I liked it. I mean, um, as a film it's 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 very strong. it's got it's really quality, it looks great. Yeah. Um, the acting is on uh, is definitely on par. The um, they know how to set things up. Um, and, and, and just make something that looks very polished and very well done. Um, you know, not everyone does. Yeah. Everyone one um, cares to do that. Whereas, you know, it's all evident that they care about how, looking, how, making, knowing how things look, making things look right, making things look professional, making things look like a, a good movie. Yeah. that's compared to just something that they just slapped together and went, oh, well, I guess the lighting worked that moment. Right, right. Um, as far as the story goes I was surprised Uh, it was actually something I said to you like halfway through that I was like well this is more of a thriller than it's a horror movie Um, because it doesn't I mean it's a little bit I mean there's only some moments that are a little bit rough that I would hesitate to show like a pedestrian film viewer Mm -hmm. like oh you gotta sit down and watch this movie but I feel like if you're the kind of person that sat there and went, went to see Cannibal or went to see Silence of the Lambs or, um, God, for some reason I keep pulling those because they were big films, or something of that ilk, mm-hmm. um, and you were like, oh, that's a good movie, I think that you could sit down and very well enjoy this yeah. and be fine with it, enjoy the acting, enjoy the story. Um, maybe it's a little bit grim. But, uh, grimmer than some of those movies Because at least You know With the traditional it Sounds of like pretty fucking grim Yeah that's
0: true pretty grim, <laughs> pretty grim movie Yeah Yeah that's true Well
1: I guess I mean I just mean that you have
0: Clarice You have the I Clarice mean we'll see character. I mean I know Disney's doing A uh, musical version Coming out next year So I'm you <laughs> well, know, that, that, that That might don't... change my outlook yeah, On that Sounds That'll, that'll be match, You know <laughs>
1: I can't wait for that. I can't smell. A, I can smell your
0: cunt yeah. number. There is actually there I is actually a musical. There is actually a musical. I forget the name of the gentleman that did it. Uh, but there and there is a song in it called "I Can Smell Your Cunt." Oh. So, there's also one. Are you about a size fourteen or whatever? <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Um, Was well, she a great big fat person? Great big fat
1: person. Great big fat person. Oh. Sorry. Well, somebody's <laughs> turned
0: this into an audition, so I'll just I'll just edit that out and send it straight to Disney, and then we'll lose Ray. My, my <laughs> He'll be down to Chris but, and uh, Anthony and myself. Oh,
1: I, I, I liked it. I liked it. I'd be interested to see what else they made. Um, it's very cool that there's that there's two women that want that are in horror that that want to make something that's interesting. That want to make something that's got a very it's got a strong story yeah which is another thing you know they they cared enough and enough to to make to find something that had a, a script that was solid and go let's turn this well, into a into film
0: um i believe i'm gonna i'm gonna double check right now i, I mean i believe they wrote it um yeah jen and and uh, sylvia soska the soska sisters they wrote it Um, and it's, it's also very, so it's very steeped in like fetish or, or fetish, fetish or grinder or body mod culture in an authentic way. You know, we watched the making of, there's actually like a flesh and a, um, a flesh artist consultant and a suspension consultant and, um... You know, they obviously cared very much to get a lot of that right. And, I mean, that's, a, like, a real thing. That's a real yeah. culture. And you can't just kind of, like, poser your way into it. I don't I mean, I don't know much about it. I know Warren Ellis wrote a comic back in the 2000s called Dr. Sleepless. that kind of introduced me to that. And I did some research during the aughts, just being kind of fascinated with it. And well, then by this ca- kind of the tail end of
1: that. I like the way you said not poser your way into it. I mean, by comparison, like, it's not... It doesn't, it doesn't feel like the movie, uh, uh is it 16 millimeter, 12 millimeter?
0: Well, the Nick cage? The, yeah, the snuff film movie. I've never <laughs> seen it. Because you watch watched eight that. Millimeter. Eight millimeter. There eight you. millimeter, thank you.
1: You watch that, and there is like, you do feel like it's a poser element. Well, it, like is, you feel it like is Joel Schumacher, it's, and it's not Flatliner, so that means it's going to be so Hollywood good. big Hollywood people, and they're like trying to do this thing about like sadism, and... Masochist films and 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 like you know kitty porn and everything like that and you're just like sitting there and thinking like, is this really what this world is like? Because I feel like you're not. I you just you're like is this what it's like or is this like you trying to like. Propagand me. Like you're trying to throw out some propaganda it's like this is what these Well,
0: it's are like doing. when Hollywood would notoriously try to do some subculture and like get it wrong. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. where it's like, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, they they I feel like they went out of their way to be authentic in so far as I know about it. Um, and it's it's a very female-centric, like it's it's a good, it's just, it's a yeah. great female cast, great female creators and it's from a female, well, it's a strong perspective. Yeah, and, and I and actually you
1: root for her. I mean, uh, yep. s- big spoiler for everyone listening. So if you haven't seen the movie, um, fast forward uh, like let's give me 10, 15 seconds. I was bummed that she that she was dead at the end. Yeah, but but also like I, because the, it, like I, I felt it. I felt like I felt like it like she it didn't warrant it. It felt like, like they didn't deserve it. That's why no, I I I feel so. like that's
0: why it was good. I mean, I don't know. I I did like it. I mean, it's a bummer definitely cuz I like the character, but I mean, the she was in over her head and it was going to come back to her. Anthony, take it. Um I love this movie. It's a, it's it's a flick
2: that um I was drawn to uh Having been personally like uh, involved in involved in body mod culture, and then on top of that, just you know the uh, the roots of the body mod culture kind of stemming from uh, early uh, Hellraiser art. So a lot of that, you know, that that leather and, and uh, hooks and chains, all that fun stuff mm-hmm. came from you know from from that uh, that bar- that early Barker era. And not only that, it's just it's a great body horror film. Yeah, uh, it's. Beautifully executed by the Salska twins. They, they they do a hell of a job. Catherine Isabel. I mean, if you're not familiar with their work, get familiar with their work. I mean, we I we we drop the the name Ginger Snaps quite a bit on the show, and it, it's one you should definitely familiarize yourself with. It's it's, it's another fantastic film uh, where, where where Catherine's able to shine and she does another stellar job here. Um, she's uh, supported. Wonderfully by Tristan Risk, who's uh, mm-hmm. later done done more work <clears throat> with, with the Salskas, and um, I think she does like burlesque shows now and stuff like that. But she's she's still you know constantly acting, and and uh, she's another great great actress that that killed it during this movie. Yeah, under you know all those those makeups and whatnot, she and she was she was fantastic in it. Uh, Catherine. <laughs> Catherine did this fantastic job of flicking the switch I mean let's get to let's be honest about it the film is at it's core a rape revenge film yeah definitely it is Um, and it's it's so sad to see this this girl with so much promise and and is obviously going through all these struggles um, just get shit on by, by, by these people that take advantage of her but they get their comeuppance it's definitely warranted and and like Ray said it's it's a huge bummer to see her die at the end mm-hmm. and and there therein lies the tragedy again because it seems like she you know she she creates this life for herself this business for herself she's doing she's doing well monetarily but you could definitely tell that psychologically she's faltering and and it it exposes you know these uh these human elements and that also gave way to um Human scenes in the film, where like you see that one, the one uh, scene with her and the character that plays Lance, where she kind of uh, has this softer moment, and Lance is you know sharing about you know how his mother was brutalized at mm-hmm. one point, and then you know she takes the milkshake and you know thanks him for being genuine and nice and human. And so so there's still these really, um, there's there's still these parts of her that are. are are somewhat you know these remnants of her past life but this there's no way she can go back to it so yeah eventually she she kind of has to die because you know that she can't keep up this life that she's she's chosen all these crimes that she's had to commit are slowly catching up to her she's um, gonna be caught eventually and um but uh, again it's so sad to see these you know Sparks of of, uh, of of joy that co- I hate to say sparks joy. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody who's seen that ridiculous show, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But um, th- these little these little blips of joy be kind of snuffed out in the end, and it's it it you do mourn the character and in that tragedy, it just it 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 makes for such a beautiful film, and and I can't say enough good things about what the gals have done with it. It's, it's a seven-year-old film, and it still uh, has stood the test of time. Yeah. I know it's not a 30-year-old film, but it still uh, held on extremely well and is near and dear to me, and, and you you gals knocked it out of the park and still looking forward to your new
0: projects. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting in that it is a rape-revenge move. Well, so it compartmentalizes it in that... Most rape-revenge movies, which is a genre I generally cannot partake in because it just, I don't know, I get squeamish about things like that. It gets gross, yeah. Yeah. um, But the the rape-revenge is the catalyst that sets Mary... So most rape-revenge movies, it's about the rape and then the revenge, right? And then the movie's over because it's like, okay, you know, you have your inciting incident and then you have the comeuppance. But... What this serves to do is, so she is taken advantage of by these doctors, you know, these very rich, powerful people, and immediately just drops out of of school to be a surgeon. Like, that's the next she comes in, and it's in a very stylistically solid scene, just wipes all those fucking books off the table, all her textbooks, and she's gone. She's done with it, and she turns her back on it. And then she happens to have been put in a position where she can make this body mod thing work for her. And she becomes this other person. And she basically becomes Bloody Mary, which she's never even heard that name until later. You know, she'd been doing it for some time and made a name for herself. And so the rape-revenge thing is the catalyst <clears throat> for, her, for the rest of the movie to be about how she becomes this other person, but she's really... You can see she becomes less affected by things, and she's kind of very, like not always present so it's like she's doing these things the first few times she has to do something that is contrary to either what she believes or is is gross or or you know freaks her out because it's illegal she vomits yeah and then that stops and just she becomes this very kind of detached you know Mm -hmm. almost automaton her responses are very yes oh yes uh Blah blah blah. Removed. There's something between her and what's going on, and so she has the car and the clothes and the the business, and she know you know they show show you how she immediately begins to talk to the her clientele in a way that you can picture. It's like a, this like pseudo jargon, but in this like very flashy kind of demeanor that you would expect from this per, a, a person like a surgeon, you know, somebody doing plastic surgery or whatever, and. She's really doing these kind of, you know, illegal surgeries. And it's just really interesting that as she's getting deeper and deeper into this, she seems like she's just tuning things out because really, like, she's kind of broken. And she's just compartmentalized that part of her. And she's just going through this other, you know, I mean, they set up early in the movie, she had financial problems. So now she's just following that path because she's given up on being a surgeon and doing anything altruistic or following her dreams she's going with this and that's eventually what ends up killing her. So it's like tragedy of like
1: almost Absolutely.
0: shakespearean, you know, quality and it's it's just it's done so well. Um man, I don't know. I I really I that scene that you reference with Lance, uh, Tuan Holiday is the actor who plays Lance. Yeah. Great scene. Really really I don't know, just that's one of my favorite scenes I think that that's one of my favorite interactions between Mary and any other person in in this flick I really think that that because for a minute you you know he kind of gets through to her and she kind of is able to marry no pun intended to put together the Mary that was and the Mary that is you know and and become cohesive <clears throat> for a moment and then things fall apart because she's kind of undid herself you know I think it's
2: it's strange that the the, the the duality to that is, even though he's still he's he's befriended her and is trying to be close to her, they're all fucking terrified of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at at their very core, all of them, you know, men and women are t- deathly terrified yeah. of who she is because of what she does. And um, but yeah, th- another great line from 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 uh, from Tuan Holiday: "Titties and shrimp." <laughs> Gotta be my favorite
0: line in the whole damn movie. Yeah, and it, like, it cuts directly to the guy, the strip club owner, Billy, being served the shrimp. And he's like, I don't know that I trust our shrimp. It's hilarious. And
2: ever since I've seen this film, anytime a good time, quote unquote, good time is being referenced, I usually chime in and say, Titties and shrimp now. So, uh,. Good job with the writing on that. You've definitely given me something that sticks, and it's, it's still hysterical yeah, right? to this day. That's funny.
0: It it is. It's the body horror thing, you know. Like Ray said, there's a definite thriller element, but it, it you can tell they're Cronenberg fans. Like there's, oh, yeah. it's there. You know, I think when I watched this, this there was one point in two thousand twelve or thirteen where this and um, Cronenberg's uh, son, I can't think of his first name, his first film, um, uh, Skippy, Skippy Cronenberg. God damn, why? Yeah, yeah. I'm so totally. Eh, oh, antiviral. Yeah. Brandon Cronenberg, there you go. Okay. So, but I watched them very close to one another, and, you know, there's something with Canadians and, and Body horror I don't, I don't know. I mean. Maybe they pay for being to leave their doors unlocked in other ways. I don't know, but and then the the irony is hey you
1: uh, you people with your uh, split tongues and your uh, putting horns in your head uh, you know you maybe you might need to get some donuts from Tim Hortons or something because. You know, uh good people don't need that. You know, maybe just a beer and some donuts or have uh, you heard of poutine? It's fantastic. You man. know, you
0: know it's twenty nineteen, so there's gonna be like a me too <laughs> <laughs> No, it'll be it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag me, me Too. Me too A. Me too A Me Too me
1: A Me Too A. Jen and
2: Sylvia, if you ever listen to this, we love Canadians. Yeah, we do.
1: <laughs> I, I <too>.
0: actually
1: <laughs> You know what i it's funny, um Like I said, the reason I felt like I I was so disappointed when she died was, um, and I get everything you're saying. I get everything that both of you are saying. But at the same time, like, after he had, after he talked to her and, like, everyone else that she's, like, everyone else that she's dealing with, um, is someone that's voluntarily doing this themselves. And they yeah. just need someone that's willing to do it. So she's okay, fine, I'll do it. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily like evil. It's just, no. you know, somebody who's like, hey, I don't really want this hand. It's I can't I want this stump right here. No, she's genuinely helping. And you. she's yeah. like, okay. And then she actually has that whole thing where she's like, as long as it makes you feel good about yourself yeah. and it empowers you, great. And so the only people she's really inflicting any kind of harm on is the uh, is the doctor. I mean, yeah, the doctor who raped her. And, like, you kind of sit there
0: and go, ah, fuck him. He deserves this. Oh, yeah. Like, if every um, moment he's on screen, after <clears throat> she has her hands on him, is satisfying in a way. You so know, when really she,
1: like, satisfying. when she scares the shit out of that girl, and then, like, when she's, like, he's trying to get her to go to California with her and that whole scene... To me, it plays a little bit like she's she's becoming more and more of an a disempowered person where mm-hmm. she's just like like she and she knows it and she's like, I don't I can do these things and I can use this scare to like, you know, get across to get to get, to get my feelings across mm-hmm. and I can I know that he wants me. Um and I'm not going to make that easy for him. Right. Um and I'm going to string it along because well,
0: I mean the thing that's interesting to me is that she at one point actually you know fr- <laughs> goes out of her way to frighten this girl that he was you know she was giving him head and it's like she's not interested in him but I feel like maybe she felt like this girl was like he, she has him wrapped around her finger. So maybe see that's that's what, like a like she doesn't want him distracted from. Yes. her... like she's aware that that's he wants her thought. very badly. That's what I. She's thought. aware that she terrifies him, and this other chick because, is like a step in the out. Exactly, of it, that's what know. I
1: thought. Because i I've, I've known I've known women, um, and I'm not bashing all women, but there are women that do this. I've known women that have like. This group of like like two or three guys that are very into them and like they're never going to date those guys, but they just enjoy the attention. Mm-hmm. And then when one of them gets a girlfriend, they're like, ah, oh, and they're upset that they've lost. They've, they're upset that they've lost that person who they can manipulate. And usually they get things out of them mm-hmm. too. Like... She's kinda of getting his undying devotion no, and like, she walks into the bar like,
0: whenever the fuck she wants with her clothes and he pours her a fucking, you know yeah. fistful of liquor Yeah, out and I've known
1: I, I mean I've known women that are that are like, Oh, I need my oil change, and one of the guys will be like,
0: Oh, I'll get it, I'll get it and she's like, well,
1: Thanks.
0: Dude, and I mean not to mention also like, <laughs> hey, can I use your club after hours for like basement surgery? Yeah, no yeah, problem. No like problem. that's a pretty fucking big card to be uh, pulling on a regular basis. But to sum um, that
2: up, that that's that's basically you know, the, her her going to scare this gal is basically saying, "Look, this is where I eat. You're shitting
1: where yeah. I yeah. eat. Don't
2: yeah. No yeah. shit where I eat." Yeah,
1: and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I mean, like I said, I, like I guess part of the reason that I I was kind of bummed out, especially that she died at the end, was that it. it... <sighs> I'm gonna make a comparison to another film again. I think it was called Hannibal Rising. Was that the one that was about where they met back and they did the origin story for that? Yeah, I'm going to guess like, based on the time. Yeah, I never yeah, saw was, any of them. Yeah. Okay, the so time. it is. And it does this whole thing where it, 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 it builds this whole backstory for him so that when you get to the point where you realize that he became this cannibal killer, it goes, see, it's because of all those things. Yeah, Don't like you he, feel bad for he's him? A, he's an so anti now, now he's an anti-hero. And... And you go, oh, really? Oh, okay. It's just because
0: they needed to make another and, movie with a, a proven you know, franchise, that's all. But
1: that's true. But I felt like this movie does a very good job of creating an anti-hero. Yeah. You like her. Naturally. I, you you no, like her. Right. She's easy to like. She's only going after the people that have hurt her. Yeah. Everyone else, she's at, like she is making money off of it, but she's actually kind of helping these people because it makes them feel good about themselves. So you're like... Can go yeah keep yeah. going like I, that's why like I when he said he wanted to go to California honestly there was a part of me where I was hoping
0: She'd go. that
1: she was going to recover from the injury because she you know they said yeah. I think the show scene where she's like stitching herself and the, the, the end of the movie was going to be the police arriving and going like and finding her empty apartment and being like oh my god and finding the pictures and this trail of blood and, and, and then gone. no one there and she's in a car, and they're pu- they're pulling into California, and she looks at someone on the strip who's got all this shit in her face, and she's like, "This is the town for me." And then, like, she sets a base in California because when he said that, I was like, "Oh my god, this is this that this would be paradise for yeah, someone right. like her." I mean, my god. Well So I was a little bit blown. That, that, that's out. I
0: mean, interesting. So that gives me the fact that your mind extrapolated all that, like. That really tells me that you were bummed, like, really bummed by I the ending. It. Like, even I to me, it seemed like it bummed me out, but I was like, oh, it was inevitable, but I hadn't thought that deep I guess into it, a possible, like, alternative, you know, outcome. I guess it was inevitable. Um, that's true.
1: Um, you know, it, it's you know and yeah that's true I mean very much in the same sense that like you know Shakespeare ends or it, it, it definitely Breaking has a Bad ending like uh, you know and it uh, you know but it doesn't mean that I you know I, I was just as I just yeah it's sat, just as I sat through the ending of, of Breaking Bad and still sat there and went oh man
0: yeah. made
1: sense but bummer
0: <laughs> it's so. it's interesting that um, you know the Soska is the next movie they're doing, which I'm really rabidly anticipating. No. Again, no oh, comment now that. T- yeah, I, I, <laughs> I wish actually, I had a hammer. Right yeah, now. I wish I oh, did too. God. Actually, Christ, uh, not even a flat side, the claw side, yeah. um, in the eyes. <laughs> but they're doing a remake of Cronenberg's Rabid and. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. It looks really, you know, if you put the Soskas and Cronenberg together, and, I mean, now, you know, this movie's seven years old, so they have seven years more experience. They've done a number of movies since. And uh, you were just saying, uh, well, so you've seen some more of their stuff. Like, you want to give, like, a... I followed it. I haven't haven't seen... um,
2: uh... What what was that one the the sequel to? Uh...
0: See no evil here or hear no evil. See Is that... no
2: evil. See no evil. Uh, see no evil two in 2014. I I've yet to see that one. Uh, I did enjoy their uh, tease for torture porn for from uh, their segment on um, ABC's of Death two, uh, also starring Tristan Risk and gives you some awesome. Tentacle action, vaginal tentacle action. Wow! <laughs> if if that's your if that's your fancy, but I mean I've gone, uh, you know I've gone and revisited um, Dead Hooker and Trunk and um, and have followed some of their other other outlets, their other media outlets. But um, no, I I, re- I really do need to go back and and, and sit down and have a look at
0: um, Sino Abel Two and um, Vendetta and Vendetta. ABC's of Death too. I, I'm interested. That's interesting. Uh,
2: They've got a great segment.
0: I've never seen it's either creepy. either of them. I had a, a very strange experience being introduced to the ABC's of Death, where I went to see VHS when it premiered at the New Art. Awesome. And um, didn't know this before going in. They were gonna. Pl- they played um, Diaz for Dogfight first. Oh man. And yeah. I'm I'm watching this and what a kick ass segment! <laughs> but dude, I'm watching. I'm thinking, this is real. I was so freaked out by it. I was like, this guy's really fighting this fucking dog. Yeah. And it and like everybody in the crowd was laughing and with it. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck am I watching? It freaked <clears throat> me out. It and then VHS like I like. I've never seen the other two. I like the first one, but. The second
2: one legitimately scares me.
0: That's okay, so that's a. That makes me want to see it. Other people have recommended it, it's been on the list, but that makes me want to see it. The third one is
2: utter shit. The second one legitimately frightens me. The
0: first one, as much as I like parts of it, it is filled, especially the wraparound story, the way it starts, with just terrible fucking people. Yeah. And so I had this, like, real. Just, man, it was just such a a bummer kind of roll into that. And the DS for Dogfight made me not want to see the ABCs of death just because I was like, dude, is this real? Like, are they really beating up this dog? Now, later, and I looked online, yeah. I couldn't find anything. Later, I found something where it's like, no. On the Blu-ray,
2: there's actually, there's a special effects. Oh, well, there's there's like a segment where they, they show, um, you know, the, the, the dog trainer working with him. Okay. And the dog is wagging his tail Because I couldn't the find anything at the Go time. It's, and, I mean, yeah, it's, it's totally true. Oh, we either. can't well, absolutely
0: yeah. that in America. It's... it's freaked me the fuck no. out. I was like, dude, I know you can't do it, but I'm like... Wait. If, you're, if you're bothered by that, you should well, never see the movie Amaro's Parallels. I've Paradox. seen it. I've seen it. That was one of the things that was...
1: I remember watching Amaro's Parrots, and after the minute after it got done, I started searching the internet, <clears throat> and I was like, is that fucking real? And then I found this making-of documentary, because I thought, like, not to slam Mexico, but the lo- the laws are a little bit looser, though. They do have cockfights. And I thought, oh, my God, they actually killed fucking dogs for this movie. And then I found out, like, no, 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 it was all special effects. It was all, you know, makeup, and we didn't actually kill dogs. And I was like, oh, thank God.
0: See, it's funny. When I saw Mars Perils, I didn't really feel like, I think, um, I didn't, I didn't have the same fear, but with <laughs> with Diaz for Dogfight, I was terrified. Mm. But I guess I, I was also, um... Hi. So maybe that had something to do with it too. I don't know. Possible. I, I was possible. so freaked out by it, man. I mean, I just, anyway, I digress. But getting back to the original rabid, um, kind of like the segment we <clears throat> were originally
2: going to do. Um, I watched rabid probably four months ago and sadly that was a film that just didn't hold up for me. And I, I do like Cronenberg films. Um, it's just one that, that, I don't know. Uh, they hiring the, uh, they hired a porn actress, right? Yeah, Um, uh, Cronenberg got all all kinds of shit because he he was he got like a a, a grant by by Canadian government to do that film, and they're like you're filming pornography. And he's like no and he's no, like, no, no. Marilyn Chambers. Yeah Marilyn Chambers. I hired a porn actress, but I am not shooting pornography. Unfortunately, her lack of acting chops does come across, especially considering she's the monster character that's supposed to carry the film. Um, so. Why did he hire
0: her, do you know? I don't know. He talked about it um, when, man, I, I don't remember Strange. exactly why. Uh, but he he talked about it when when um, McGarris interviewed him. We saw, at Beyond Fest, we saw Dead Ringers, and McGarris did a live episode of um, Postmortem, and he <clears throat> interviewed Howard Shore and Cronenberg, and they, they touched on that because earlier that day, they had done a four movie block, and it was the, you know, the first four. It was Shivers, Rabid, mm-hmm. For what the order is, uh, The Brood, and then I guess it would have been Scanners. You know, truthfully, I like Cronenberg. Um, the Brood, I don't love. I like it. I don't love it. Rabid, I watched for the first time, actually, back in the spring when Shudder had the, um, the first Joe Bob Briggs marathon. That was one of the movies. And... I fell asleep. I didn't make it all the way through. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, cool I want to go back and touch on it again, but I didn't love it. But I also like. I this just happened two weeks ago. I've tried to watch Scanners multiple times. I don't like Scanners. Huh. I just don't like it's, it. I mean, ugh. it's got some great scenes in it. I don't think it's a bad movie. It's no. just a movie from when he was not as as skilled in what he was doing, and he was. I don't know. It just. It doesn't. It just doesn't do it for me and even you know everybody's always like oh but well, what about the head explosion I'm like but it's just Yeah it takes well I don't a know while, and it's got that and it's just you know And I don't know. think I'm right like I will, I've yeah. tried multiple times I I own it I will probably try again <laughs> to sit through it It's like Village of the Dam from Carpenter I hate it I've tried multiple times I love him as a director I can't get through the fucking movie I just can't One day maybe I'll be like yeah. dude what was I doing it's great or at least like I really like that. I don't know yeah. why I couldn't watch it before. Yeah. Whatever, but so you know, and so that goes to what you're like. rabid to me, like please redo it. Yeah, definitely. Please, it's
2: it's warranted at this point. Yeah, and and I think it's in great hands. Uh, we know full <coughs> well of, of what these gals are capable of. Um, I, I think with the Soska's like like I said, it's in good hand. It's in good hands. So, I'm excited to see something. Um, <laughs> something anything that can bulldoze over the old film yeah. and, and, you know, build upon its corpse because, unfortunately, like I said, it was just a, a, a dull film that really didn't do a lot for me. And it, I, I get it's the early stages of what body horror was to become, but it wasn't enough to uh, really, you know, shock the shit out of me. Right. Maybe for its time it was, but but definitely not now. So, right. so I, I'd like to see more... Uh, it, I'd like to see it in more current hands. To to you know, gross me out, <laughs> gross me out. Show me something that's that's creepy, um, and and I'm ready for that. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about the uh, the Rabbit
0: remake. Very and uh, the Laura Vander Van Voot Vandervoort, who's the lead. Um, she, uh, Kirsten was watching some show. Did uh, you show in, it to me. Uh, What, the... The Laura
1: Vanderbilt?
0: That name sounds familiar. So, Kirsten was watching a show a couple months ago called uh, Bitten, which is a Canadian, like, werewolf show. Okay. I didn't see the whole show, but I would come in and out, and what I saw, like, I mean, it Mm. was... A lot of TV, like, it's just time-consuming, so I'll be like, ah, not making the cut, not going to get involved. But what I saw, like, it was pretty good, and she seemed like a pretty strong actress, so I'm looking forward to, uh, to it. I think it... I don't know the, the stuff I read in the Fangoria. It seems like it's a good mix. Like, she's a strong actress, and we've got strong writer directors, and you know they're all women. And I think that um, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to it. I also think that it will have more of a female perspective, and uh, I, I think I don't know. I I just I have really really strong hopes for it. And I think also like what you were saying, where you know it was. The original Rabbit is like, you know, it's kind of proto-body horror. Yeah. Like, it's not quite there yet. I think th- at that point in time, that was body horror, <clears throat> right? That's as far as people were kind of, you know... The chick had teeth in her fucking armpits. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah. But I think, I think that where we are now, and American Mary is, you know, a body horror thriller, I guess maybe we'll call it. And, um... I well, think you know, there's a lot... Maybe... You could push the flesh
1: <clears throat> a lot more now. Maybe the other thing, too... Um,
0: because people are actually a, doing it. People maybe are Maybe the other thing, too, that I, brain
1: I, brain. I, that I would say would be interesting, um, because based on Mar- just only having seen American Mary, I haven't seen a lot of their other films, but I would assume from the content of this... That part of the thing that they want, might bring into Rabbit is a little bit of sexual politics. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm, yeah, um, it's there in this film, and which like,
0: is good. I mean, now's definitely the it's time to not. Do
1: it. a, yeah, they do it in a way that doesn't seem just genuine. Yeah, and it's not. It's not like they're hammering you over the head. It's just there. No, it's there um, because
0: it is there.
1: And so I think that you know they could bring, especially with something like that, where you have like a female who's like the kind of carrier slash monster that would be that'd be amazing yeah yeah, maybe you know it's very possible that like you know they go ahead and they make they do they redo this and you may love the shit out of it and like the thing that you'll find the thing that was missing was that it was well the first time it was told it was this male perspective Mm -hmm. that was telling it Yeah, <laughs> and that's where the yeah. stumble was. Yeah, kind of, you know, kind of it's I very expect. possible. <laughs> that's kind of what I what I expect.
0: People actually push the flesh in these directions now, so I think you like body horror is just in a new domain than it was forty years ago or whatever. Um, Absolutely.
2: Yeah. and I never felt smashed over the head by agenda while watching. Not American at all, Mary. but but no.
0: and, you know, so that's a good, that's a really good point because I feel like a lesser l- lesser filmmakers, it would be all about an agenda, and it's like you don't need to make it about agenda. These things exist. Just put sh- put your fucking camera on them exactly. and show it how it is. Exactly. And well, and it's subtle too. Like, yeah. You know,
1: the whole thing of like you said that like there's this point in that film where. They're frightened of her. Everyone is everyone in the know is terrified of her. And she has that position of power. And she goes from this character that the first time she walks in, the first time she meets a lot of them, she's like uh, very leery. And then she becomes the mo she becomes the person that when they walk into the room, they're like oh, Yeah, they're know. the ones that are leery. Like he's like can I get you a drink? Yeah. Would you like? Uh, and the first time he meets her, he's like telling jokes and being like, you know, obnoxious and swearing. And at the end, it seems like the last thing he would do if she's around is be like, ah, fuck, hold on. I'll be back with you in a minute. Bro. Yeah, I'm right, like, right. he's not going to take that chance. He's too scared of her. Yeah. Like, they're all too scared of her. Um, although the one guy seems to have, a like, a very healthy respect for her. Yeah. But um yeah she is she's she's taken a, a a position of power and it's um I think that's maybe the other reason I liked her is cuz she got that position of power and, yeah. she, and she's wielding it and I was
0: like fuck I want her to continue. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. It was she's a very strong character. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just I don't know it's <clears throat> it, it is it's a shame that she doesn't make it out of the movie but at the yeah. same time it makes the movie that much more yeah. iconic you're true it We're stands true. alone you know true. so to sum it up
2: i think it's a modern classic yeah i, I agree It stood the set, test of time and i think it will continue to do so and i encourage those even though we've spoiled it for you tonight who haven't seen it
1: go watch the fucking thing because it's Amen. amazing yeah um, and you know what i mean just to be as a uh, i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no. you but just from the perspective of someone that like I saw The Sixth Sense after everyone had spoiled the ending for me. And, um, and other things like that. So I will tell you firsthand that I don't think necessarily like the the twist is always the best. Well, thing. Then, there's the no twist is, uh, in this movie. Well, or no, it's just, just, or no just, no just the ending yeah. is just yeah, is everything. It, you know, I, I think that it, a well-made film um, is going to be good. No matter what you know,
0: is I, I agree. Because However, the, the sixth construction... sense I feel like revolves around the the, the reveal. It's well, still I'm, a
1: well-made movie. Sorry, I didn't mean to necessarily take us down that road. I just mean that, like you know, what, just just knowing how a story is going to unfold doesn't necessarily ruin it for you, <laughs> right? If the person who's crafted the story has done a good job, and mm-hmm. they have they have done a good job, they've they've made a film where you could you could find out everything about it and then sit down there and watch it and still be like. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Like that really surprised me. Yeah, that was it, a really cool scene. This
0: movie's all about the journey. It's not necessarily about the ending. So Yeah. Yeah. You know. exactly, exactly. Okay. So, I'm Sean. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ray.